Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential Podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential Podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we are talking about an issue that I really love, and that's money. Lots and lots of money, or at least hopefully lots of money. So on our Money Matters series, we're obviously talking to people who can help us make more, save more, spend more, look more in the future. And my guest today is a return guest. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Tony King founded Personal Financial Strategy to help people optimize their personal money management. I know you're all listening going, hey, I can already optimize mine up, but I bet you, you could probably use a few ideas. Now, Tony's passionate about managing money well, and he's done it for over 40 years. In fact, his professional experience includes senior executive leadership of multi-million dollar healthcare sales teams, managing insurance sales teams, and owning his own financial consulting businesses. Now, on a personal level, he has managed seven-figure personal assets, eliminated five-figure personal debt, and leveraged his own cash flow to make great investments. And today, he's going to share some of his winning strategies with us. And it's so good to have you back, Tony. Thanks for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. It's lovely when I get to have guests back again that I enjoy. I don't invite the ones that I didn't enjoy. (laughs) Sometimes I show up. I know. And I'd say, oh, no, we're full. (laughs) Actually, it's pretty great because over the five, six seasons, I can't remember, almost 500 episodes now. And I have I can count on only one hand the guests that maybe weren't my favorite. So no, that's (laughs) good. That's That's a good batting average. I know. I think you should take that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Tony, let's talk about what you do. So I hit the highlights in your bio, but tell us a little bit more about you, your business today, and how you help people to shock their financial potential. Okay. Well, I think probably it's, I can start out by uh, telling a little bit of the story of how I ended up here. Mm. Um, I, uh, I've been a corporate guy for most of my life, as you could tell from my bio, Mm-hmm. Um, and, and specifically in the corporate world, I was a, a project manager, but all the while at home, I'm a personal finance nerd, just <laughs> completely nerd out. Um, I am the kind of person that for years, at least as long as we've had the capability of downloading banking transactions, I, uh, Okay, it's it's almost embarrassing to admit some of this stuff, but oh boy, um, I about every three days, at least once a week, I would log on to my bank and download all of my purchases, my transactions for uh, the last three to seven days. I put them all in a spreadsheet. I categorize each one. And then I I keep track of it throughout the month. At the end of the month, I would produce a little report um, that my wife and I would go over. And we've done this for years and years and years. And I know it's 
it probably sounds really bizarre, but uh, I love it. It's just, it's, it's, it's actually, I, I would put it, I have so much fun doing it. It's, I, I would call it a hobby. And oh, uh, wow. so I'm doing this the whole time I'm a, a project manager and, and I start bringing little project management techniques into my personal money management. And before long, I have a little system put together that really speeds that whole process up. And um, now we can fast forward to March of 2020. Mm -hmm. And I, I am a project manager for a healthcare company. It's actually a, our company was, is, they're still there. I'm not. <laughs> We're a private equity owned laboratory excellence company. So we would go in and sign contracts with healthcare systems to help them manage their clinical laboratories for better efficiency and profitability. And uh, I, I was involved mostly in financial project manager, uh, financial projects um, at the client level. Um, but then in 2020, in about February of 2020, we started getting phone calls from our existing client base saying, hey, the government's telling us that we got to expand our bed space and get ready for the coming onslaught of patients. Yeah. And uh, being private equity owned out of New York, um, on the heels of those phone calls, um, we got a little phone call from our owners that said, uh, we're going to need about $12 million to be cut from your annual budget based on the fact that your book of business is not going to be able to pay their bills for the next indetermined amount of time. Yeah. So that meant many of us had to hit the road. And, uh, you know, the, the world of private equity is it's pure business, man. It's, it's, uh, and it's no hard feelings, you know, all the, all those nice things, but I helped put that company together. I helped build that company from nothing starting in 2011. And, uh, I was shown the door and so was our CEO, by the way. I mean, it, the cuts went really, really deep. Yeah. Basically, yeah. if you weren't on location at a, um, at a, at a client location, um, you probably weren't going to be working there <laughs> much longer. So I'm out. And um, I start thinking, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not super old, but I'm advanced in age. I've been at it, at it a while. And uh, so what I took about six months just to figure out what I wanted to do next. And um, what I decided, Michael, was I would try and take some of these techniques that I had developed and turn them into a business and try and help people with their finances. Um, pursue a passion, you might say. Fortuitously, in 2021, I met a gentleman who was building software, personal finance software. And this is software not seen uh, prior to last year. Um, and we started collaborating a bit and it just turned out that foundationally, the software that he was developing was exact, well, it almost mirrored the techniques that I had developed. So it, it was eerie, really, when we first got on the phone and, and discussed what he was doing compared to what I was doing. 
And I was, I was still doing everything by hand. I was downloading banking transactions, sorting, categorizing, and, and he was automating all of this process. And uh, that software is called Lifestyle Plan. And that software is out. Um, it's not consumer software, but it is finance professional software. And so it forms the background of my business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I should say the backbone of my business. Um, so all of my clients um, are uh, de facto subscribers to Lifestyle Plan. And it is very innovative and it covers five elements of personal finance. And it, it will help you sort out this crazy mess that personal finances can be in today's go, go fast economy. Yeah, no kidding. Well, and people get really, um, obviously there's been lots of reasons for people to be stressed about finances in the last couple of years, but most people have at least one point in their life where they're stressed out, not making enough, not wondering if they have enough, where's the future. So there's a lot of uh, elements, but as you were telling the story about downloading all your uh, records every couple of days, I was laughing because I was thinking about, you know, in my twenties, I didn't want to know what I was spending. You know, (laughs) I didn't really want to know. I wanted to make sure there was enough to make it through the end and, you know, to make the mortgage payment and then, you know, put gas in the car and, and those elements. And because when you actually start looking at those details, sometimes you have to make changes. You have to make different choices. (laughs) And hopefully they come in the form. If you have enough data, um, Mm -hmm to be informed decisions mm-hmm. rather than, than just changes. Um, yeah, it's, uh, and, and that's what's the, the beauty of our system is that it, it, it kind of will sort out your entire financial life and pull it together in one place and uh, in such a way that it, that you can look at it. In fact, it comes um, uh, the uh, major dashboard that it produces um, can be on your cell phone. So if you're considering any decision or any change, you can pull out your little cell phone, pop open our software, and it'll give you tons of insight into your current financial situation that was never possible before. Mm. Well, and, you know, for years in my in that time frame of my life, I actually also worked at uh, a credit counseling organization and I was the head of education. So I was teaching all these classes and I remember specifically teaching a class and it was for people in uh, we I taught a lot of things. I taught, you know, high school kids and junior high kids and, you know, how to balance a checkbook, how to save for a car, all those things. But we also had a class for people who were trying to avoid bankruptcy. And I remember. um there was, there was something I was saying and I didn't believe it myself. And what it was, I was saying, you know, if you're really tracking what you're spending and you were not that I didn't believe it, I didn't want to believe it. If you're really <laughs> tracking what you're spending and you're really honest with yourself about what you're spending your money on and the amount of money, you will make different choices. And I would always give the example of if you go to Starbucks every day, you know, right. and, and you go and you buy that coffee and what's the cost of the pr- coffee. And by the way, the last time I bought a coffee at Starbucks, it was over five fifty, And that's the same yeah. one that I probably bought. I don't buy them hardly at all, but the yeah. last time I bought one was like maybe $4. And I thought that was bad, but low inflation. <laughs> oh yeah. And well, this was before inflation really started creeping up, but oh, I remember gosh. saying, you know, if, if you really want the espresso, 
you know, maybe find, don't, there's other places than Starbucks. Maybe Starbucks is a treat or buy your own espresso machine. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to acknowledge that. I mean, I was a one to two coffee a day, you know, espresso a day person at that point in time. And finally I said, this is ridiculous when I actually did it myself. And then I went out and bought an espresso machine. There you and go. It was a big purchase, you know, it was a couple hundred dollars, but it didn't take that many times. It took like a month. <laughs> You, know, to cover you got R- ROI on that thing. Yep. And now I, now I drink maybe three espressos a year. So it's a real big, I started, it started making me really think. And those are the things that I know they're simple, but they, they have long-term repercussions. Right. Well, you know, it's, you, you bring up a good point. And, and one of the first phases in our process is we download, uh, say you're a new client. The, the first phase is we download all of your transactions for the last 90 days, categorize each one, and then divide it by three to come up with a monthly average for that category. And um, so there comes that day when we have everything and we call it a cash flow map. Um, and it's a map because it's just made up of pure data and there's no opinions or emotions or anything tied to it, but there's that day when we go sit down with people and we go through category by category and and look at their spending for the last 90 days and there's always some huge surprises in there oh yeah absolutely well we're going to get into some more surprises about what you do in just a minute we're going to take a quick break and we're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back do you want to be a go-to expert that news reporters, anchors, and media producers turn to? Are you a media professional looking for credible, reliable, and timely guests? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then Shock Your Media Potential is for you. This one-of-a-kind platform connects vetted experts with news professionals around the globe. As a part of our launch celebration, you can participate for free in our Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference running March 28th through April 1st. Together with my co-host, Eddie Luisi, known as stage manager to the stars and also stage manager for Good Morning America, we have interviewed 25 media personalities and professionals to ask them the questions you need to know the answers to. Like, how can I make myself more newsworthy? How do I best pitch a story? How do I get invited back again and again? And much more. Some of our guests are household names with exceptional on-camera careers. Others are award-winning directors, producers, camera operators, audio engineers, celebrity hair and makeup professionals, and so much more. To learn more about our platform and our conference today, go to shockyourmediapotential.com. And we're back with my friend, Tony King, and we're talking about money, money, money. You know, uh, Tony, you were just talking before the break about getting people's last 90 days of expenses and categorizing them. And the first thing I wrote down, because I'm always taking notes when we're talking, and I went, how do you categorize Amazon? Because Amazon, I mean, I might be, be buying coffee or toilet paper, or I could be buying a new pair of shoes and it's not always clear. So do you, that it's not, you're right. You, yeah, And you've, <laughs> you've really hit something on the head there. Um, there's a couple like uh, Costco purchases, oh, yeah. Amazon purchases, um, even target purchases. Yeah. 
um, can be, you know, because they have a grocery store and a ton of merchandise in there. But we we have in everybody's profile, we put in uh, a category for merchandise and we try and come up with a spending plan for that category. Um, and as we roll through months, um, what gets ported into merchandise is Amazon, anything with an Amazon ticket on in front of it. And the, the Amazon's one of the more reliable things because it could be clothes, it could be uh, a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> um, it, it, um, the grocery, Amazon groceries, they kind of come with a little tag so we can identify them. Yeah. Um, so we don't get mixed up with groceries, but we, we pile things into merchandise and you can manage your merchandise category if Absolutely. you elect to. So if you elect to. <laughs> yeah. And Costco, you can part out gas, but um, one of the user-friendly uh, aspects of our software is Costco purchases. You can easily pull them up on your PC and split them. It, like yeah. if you if you save your Costco receipts, you know how much you spend on furniture and you know how much you spend on groceries. So you can go in and easily split those transactions to keep it close. Um, if you if you do it infrequently, it doesn't really impact things that much. Um, but because yeah. most people grocery shop at Costco. I most. Yeah, I agree. But then there's you know, you'll walk by and there'll be jeans. And I'm like, oh, I love those jeans. I must go have three pair of them. <laughs> yes, I know. Costco. Dang it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I used to tell people in our money management course that, you know, really when you're really, when you have a really tight budget, Costco is not always the option because the, the right. desire for impulse purchases are so high. So right. if you're going to go in, go in and have free lunch now that they're actually serving snacks again. Yeah. Uh, during the pandemic, they stopped doing that. But you better go in with a list and don't go out with anything else because it's just too easy to say, oh, I'll take that giant container at Red Vines. <laughs> yeah, it's only that, $3.99. That's really good advice, Michael. Um, we we coach up, coach people up in a way that to, to approach expenses for, uh, with a cash flow mindset. Well, I'll give you an example. Like right now, uh, a gallon of gas is really expensive. I mean, it's just gone, it's gone a little bit nuts. And everybody, all of our clients have a spending category for automotive. And that uh, that is mostly gas. It's mostly comprised of gasoline. And it's hard with the gas prices. Now, if you fill up, you know, empty your tank, fill it up, empty your tank, fill it up. During the month, you're going to go over your spending plan almost guaranteed now. So what we're I'm just approaching it from a cash flow standpoint. Yeah. We say do uh do more frequent fill uh more stop at the gas station more frequently but don't buy as much gas so that you can build time into the flow of that cash. And you can even at these gas prices you can still come in under your spending plan. Cuz you're really crazy. you're really only using the gas you need to use. And that is really smart. Um, I never thought of that. My husband and I, we haven't owned a car for 11 years. Really? We live in the city. Yeah. And, and we just never drove it anywhere. And so if we need to buy a car, buy, buy a car, use a car, we have some friends who beg us to drive their cars so, because they're sitting all the time or we'll get a zip car or whatever. But yeah, we haven't had a car for 11 years, which I love. But my dad used to always say, never let the, t the tank get 
um, under a half. And he was a gas station man. He owned a gas station. So he wanted you to always, you know, his part, he just never wanted you to run out of gas. Yeah. But as you were talking, I was thinking about my dad saying that, but I was thinking about how if you're never waiting till empty, you're never having to choose that one gas station with really high prices. That's right. So then you're choosing along the way and saying, oh, my God, that's the lowest gas I've seen. I'm going to stop and put in a few gallons. There you go. Top the tank up. And now I've saved for something I'm going to need anyway. And I bought it at the right time, not because of need and thus uh, the potential to, to have something cost a lot more. Yeah, exactly right. If you know, and this is, I'm just speaking personally, I, it's an adjustment I've made. I used to be a drive it to empty and fill it up when it was empty guy, but that can, that can result in me uh, purchasing one extra tank of gas. Like I'll I'll leave the month with a full tank of gas and a tank of gas now for my car is $75. So that's, it's just more than I want to put into gas. So. I, know. I know. I can't believe it. So our friends are like, hey, when are you going to come over again? Because that before gas started getting so high, whenever I'd borrow their car, I'd fill up the tank because, you know, oh, yeah, the same kind of you know price for renting a car for the day. And now I'm like, I'm not coming over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't need I don't need to go to Costco that badly because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I take me, medium grade. <laughs> right. Oh, the joys. So I know we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up because they're thinking, I think I might want to find out more about how you work with people. What's the best way for them to reach you? Well, the best way is our website, which is personal financial strategy. It's kind of long, but just personalfinancialstrategy.com. And you'll find several ways to get in touch with us. We offer some Uh, no cost consultation on the web, on the website and even a webinar that you can, if you want to invest about 40 minutes of your time, we, uh, we will teach you many of our cash flow approaches to personal budgeting. I love it. Excellent. Well, you've already given us some great advice. I love the gas tank advice, but before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Well. I would um, I, I, I didn't pre-think this at all, Michael, but I will tell you that there's I, I guess I'm going to borrow something. Uh, there's no time like the present. Uh, if you have any I saw a stat the other day that said 77 um, percent of Americans. This was from March of this year. 77 percent of Americans are anxious or have anxiety about their personal finances. That's the highest number I've ever seen. And so there's something pushed, pushing that. And um, I would just say, if you have anxiety about personal finance, there's no time like the present. Um, Things probably aren't as anxiety inducing as they might feel, but you don't know until you sit down and you take a real wholehearted look at it. And that's what I encourage people to do. And no time like the present. Let's do it today. Amen. You might sleep better tonight. That's right. (laughs) I love it. Tony, thank you so much for being with us again. It's been a pleasure to have another chance to learn from you. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. 
tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and Sales Mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.